Hello, and welcome to The Future is Sound, a partnership in hearing podcast brought to you by Oticon Canada. I'm your host, Becca Angel, and thanks for joining me on my first podcast journey where we will chat broadly about all things hearing. We will launch fun new episodes every month, and if you have any suggestions or comments, be sure to get in touch. Okay, let's get started. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Future Sound. Today, we're going to learn a little bit about a child and parent perspective on hearing loss. So today we have Fern and Leah here with me this morning. So thank you guys so much for being here and taking time out of your busy lives, especially on a Saturday morning, which I know is probably a really fun day for you guys. So um, before we jump in, can you tell me a little bit about yourselves take a second just to introduce who you are and yeah, where you guys live and anything else that you'd like to say. Do you want mommy to go first or do you want to go first? Okay. Well, we're a family of four and we live in Vancouver. Fern is a twin. So she has a twin brother who's not with us right now. He's out (laughs) with uh, his dad um, so that we have a quiet house to be in. Nice. (laughs) To focus and uh, let's see something else about us. Uh, we're learning how to ski right oh, now. Cool. We just uh, bought skis and we went up to Red Mountain and did a ski trip. You want to get your stuffy? Sure. Yeah. I love Red Mountain. We were there over Christmas. Have a friend that bought a house in Roslyn and it's like just such a fun mountain. It's so amazing. Like we, yeah. it was an accident. We ended up there because we traded our place with another couple who has an Airbnb up there, but we're now we're going to go every year. Yeah. We love we it. We fell in love. Roslyn's so cute. Yeah. We were like, should we like move to Roslyn? Like <laughs> it's such a cool town. Yeah. It's so cute. And what about you, Fern? Purple is my favorite color actually. So I do like that. I do like your stuffy. You want to say something about yourself? Do you want? Yeah. To how old are you? Are, are you in you? school? My name's Fran, um, and I'm six and a half. Does that make you in grade one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I have a nephew. My brother's little boy is also six and a half. So you guys are almost the same age. He just had his birthday. My birthday's in three weeks. Oh, cool! Yeah, you guys are almost the same age. So Leah, this is a question for you, but we'll also get Fern's perspective too. But when did you start to notice that Fern might have hearing loss? Because having a twin might give you kind of a unique perspective because winter has normal hearing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It did help us to notice things for sure. But Fern and Winter are also very different kids and needed different parenting styles. And, And so I don't know if it was as a parent to us until Fern was really talk, talking a lot more and putting sentences together. So she was always very chatty and always, you know, always before she was using words, talking to winter in their little babbly language, but she was also always very vocal. And I know I've read that like often a sign is that kids will not be very vocal if they're mm-hmm. having hearing issues. That wasn't the case for Fern. She was always making lots of sounds. (laughs) But I think when she started to really talk and form sentences and communicate to us in that way, 
she was actually saying, what do you say? What do you say? And, okay, she, yeah. and she was saying, can't hear you, can't hear you, mommy. And so then we started to notice just sort of more subtle physical things like her leaning in like that if we were talking and also noticing that she was looking at our mouths when we were talking. So that was really apparent. So compared to winter, it, was, it wasn't exactly compared to winter at that time because they were already kind of so different. Right. And how old were you, Fern, when you were saying, what can, what are you saying when you couldn't hear that well? Three or two. Yeah, you were about two and a half. Yeah. Sort of trying to figure out the timeline, but yeah, I would say, I would say around two and a half was when we started the process of reaching out to the doctor. Right. And And did you guys, I'm assuming you would have went through like newborn hearing screening if that was... Cause I we know did. that started. Yeah. Okay. We did that in the hospital and then funnily winter was the one who had to go back for another hearing. Oh, really? uh, you know, I can't remember what it was months later when we actually had to take him into the audiology center as an infant, but it was just, he was fine. And I don't know. I always have these like thoughts that they like mix them up because they're oh, twins yeah. and like maybe it was her test that actually blah 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 I don't think that actually happens <laughs> it can be yeah. a lot of reasons to go back for a retest like yeah there's any but, sort of fluid or anything they want to do it again so yeah 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 but we did do those and they didn't produce any kind okay, of okay yeah everything was fine about, yeah everything was fine mm-hmm. so when you were two and a half you started to go in for some testing so what was that like for you guys did you have to you had to play a game or something, right? To like put some blocks in a hole or look at some moving toys. Do you remember that, Fern? Do you remember going no? to the Do you remember <laughs> going to the hearing doctor and you had to put um, you had to drop something into a bucket each time you heard the beep? Do you remember that? No. No. <laughs> How about this one? Well, you've been going now a lot to the hearing clinic, right? Do you remember the one where you see something on the TV and what do you have to do when you see it? You have to clap. Clap your hands. And then what else do they do? Do you remember what else they do at the audiology clinic? Um, Well, every time I hear the beep, um, I need to press a button. Yeah, I know that one too. And you guys were on, um, I'm assuming you would have been with VCH if you're in Vancouver, so. Yeah. Cool. And what about you, Leah? Was there anything, I mean, obviously a very overwhelming process, but once you guys got the testing and stuff underway, like how did that go for you? I mean, it, it took a while to get to the ultimate discovery of her hearing loss Go to the hospital and she had to do some tests there. And there were, when there were sort of multiple blood tests and, and so the, yeah, the, I mean, the blood tests are tricky for kids, but it wasn't a big deal. Fern's very brave. So she was, she was very brave for those, but, you know, we were really like, and then, and then we sort of had a multiple kind of doctors that we saw, but we were really on this track at that time to have the tubes put in her ears. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was they first had a look at her ears and said, oh, you know, yeah, she's got fluid in her ears. And so we thought, oh, okay. So that's what this is, I guess. So we were kind of on the track to get the, the tubes put in. Um, and it, it, that whole process took a year and a half just to get the tubes put in. Yeah. 
So we had, you know, you had to wait for the appointment. What happened? We, we actually went up to Squamish to the hospital up there because we okay. could get in sooner. And when we got up there, Fern had just suddenly can't come become sick with a, a cold or flu. Okay. So we were at the hospital ready to go and they couldn't do it because oh, no. she was starting to have a fever. So it was like, oh no, so now we're back on the wait list again. Right. Then we got another date. We drove back up to Squamish and we were really excited. Fern was really excited to get, to get the tubes put in. And we thought that that was going to solve it, or we hoped it would, because they seemed pretty adamant that that was, it was the fluid in the ears. However, the thing that was sort of tricky was there was always this talk about ear infections. And I kind of kept saying all the way along, she doesn't get ear infections. She's, I don't even think she's had one. And then I sort of think, started thinking like, well, maybe I, maybe I'm not knowing that she has one and she's, you know, she's like an emotional toddler and she has highs and lows and like, (laughs) maybe she's just uncomfortable and she can't communicate. And maybe she is having, um, but you know, then the doctors assured me like, no, you would, you would know if she had an ear infection. infection. And yeah. so it was a little bit of a frustrating thing because I was saying a lot, but she doesn't get them. Like she's never had an ear infection and, and, and was hearing like, oh yeah, kids can get ear infections all the time. And they're sort of repetitive and it's the fluid thing. Yeah. Anyway. So we finally, you know, we just kind of went through the process of, we got the tubes in and almost immediately after getting the tubes put in, they had a look and it didn't, it didn't correct the hearing loss and it, and there was no fluid. The right. surgeon actually told me there was no fluid mm-hmm. when they put them in, but he said, we put them in anyway. Just in case. Yeah. I kind of thought I was sort of like, oh, deflated a year yeah. and a half of that. Um, but anyway, at that point, then we started different tests, right? right. So started, I guess that's when we started the sort of blood tests and, and um, the tests at the hospital to see what else was going on. But yeah, the timeline took us to, so that was in August of 2019. And then by October, she was getting her hearing aids. Okay. Yeah. With the audiology testing, there can be like all of these pieces that need to get put together to like diagnose what kind of hearing loss it is. Mm-hmm. And if there's ever like a flat, what they call like, you know, when they put that thing in your ear and it makes a little like pressure, you may not remember Fern, but it kind of like places it in your ear and this kind of like a pressure feeling for like a second and then it goes away. And so that's giving us an idea of whether or not you have fluid in your ears. And so sometimes if that shows flat, then it's in an indication that there could be fluid, but it's just one piece. Yeah. And sometimes it can. I don't think I have fluid. No. I- yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, the last time we went to the doctor, it, you know, the test where they show the mountain. Yeah. And if you have yeah. the mountain on the screen, then everything's good. And your mountain was flat last time because you had a bit of a cold still. So any, yeah, so yeah. It, can, it can be so tricky sometimes, but that's my, yeah, ear that's plug. my ears the eardrum plug. Yeah. <laughs> my ears always plugged. Yeah. When you have yeah. a cold. And they're still plugged sometimes. Really? Hmm. Sometimes. Hmm. Not usually though. And then, so you managed to kind of get a a full diagnosis later, and then you found out that she was going to need to get hearing aids. Yeah. How was that? Was there anything that you guys were really confused about or like had questions or like kind of wish went differently or like what went well in that kind of system? Yeah. Once we were working with the folks at the Vancouver Audiology 
everything was pretty straightforward and it was it was clear. I, I do remember that there was never really a name for what she had. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of strange to me because usually you think like, oh, there's like, it's this condition and it's got this name and you can Google it <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, obsessively yeah, <laughs> oh, and like read all about it. But, you know, we didn't, I don't remember us ever really being told what exactly it was called. And, and maybe that's just because it's sort of like a broad, you know, a sensory neural, is that the right term? Yeah. Sensory neural um, hearing loss. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I was sort of searching for just like a specific an answer name as opposed to, you know, I guess just, just hearing loss and it can be solved with this. Um, and so, and it, people ask us and still ask us all the time, what is her hearing loss and what is it called? And, you know, and it's a little hard to answer because I guess it, yeah, because it's sort of the bro- more broad term, but yeah. But no, I mean, yeah. I was just going to say like, you know, 50% of hearing loss can be genetic and then the other half can be unknown. And a lot of the time parents who don't have hearing loss will have a child with hearing loss Mm -hmm. and there's really no known cause for it. So sometimes there's a condition associated with it and sometimes there isn't. So she was born with sensory neural hearing loss and there's no real cause or at least, I mean, I don't have her charts and stuff, but my guess would be it just is an unknown reason and it can happen. Yeah. And I think that just took a minute to kind of understand and, and to be able to answer everyone's questions. Right. And, and then there were a lot of questions about like, what is her hearing loss going to get better or worse or stay the same? Yeah. You know, and there was a long period of time where we were just saying, well, we hope it's not going to get worse. We don't, we know that it won't get better, but we're just going to do the tests. Keep testing. Yeah. It's the same, then that's good. How often do you go to get your hearing tested, Fern? Every once a month. No, does it feel like once a month? (laughs) (laughs) It's about, I think it's every six months, although we're in a weird time warp right now. It's hard to know. Yeah, it is. I would say my guess would be every six months, I think. And then eventually it will probably be like every once a year. Yeah. It's kind of simple. Yeah. 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 And so far it's her charts have been the same. Okay. Yeah. With basically the same with, with, um, you know, sometimes if she has a cold, like the, the sort of the pressure thing. Yeah. Her reading has been a little bit different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she was fit with her hearing what you were fit with your hearing aids when right before kindergarten, would that be right? Uh, Yeah. And how was that? How was getting your first pair of hearing aids? I can see that they're pink, right? I think, I think they're pink. Are they pink? Can I show them? Can we see them? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Let's put it up to the camera. Show us. You can show them right. Put it right to that green light there. Ooh, very cool. (laughs) The purple. I love the purple sparkles. So do you want to tell uh, Becca what we call your hearing aids? Uh-uh. No. <laughs> so can I tell her about that? So we wanted to make sure that Fern was knew that this was a really exciting yeah. thing that was happening and she was getting these her hearing it. So we call them robot ears. Yeah. <laughs> and we still call them robot ears, although Fern is starting to like us to call them hearing aids now. Okay. So. 
So that's kind of interesting, but we were really like hyping the robot ears. Yeah. Um, and we hyped it so much that her twins started to get very um, <laughs> jealous. jealous. And, <laughs> and sometimes she lets Winter put them in his ears. Yeah. So that he can hear what it sounds like when she has them in. Right? Winter likes to put your hearing aids in sometimes, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and we hype we hype the robot ears quite a bit. Yeah. Well, they are kind of like robots. They're pretty high tech, you know, what they have to do. And they're very specific to your ears. So mm -hmm. what were some of the things that you started to notice, Fern, once you got your hearing aids? There's some sounds, I think, maybe that you had heard for the first time, like the wind or the trees. About the wind? <laughs> do you want mommy to talk about it or do you want to talk about it? What happened when we came out of the of the clinic with your robot ears for the first time? It's really loud. Is it loud? Yeah. And what could you hear that you couldn't hear before? The wind, the trees whistling, and that's it. That's it. That's what you noticed, huh? Yeah. Yeah, those yeah, are some soft sounds that are hard to hear. Mm -hmm. One what of the other you? things that we noticed early on and when we started to do our own little testing was when we were reading stories to the kids, we would be sort of speaking really low or whispering at, at points. And we realized she couldn't hear us when we were so that, that around two and a half is sort of when like you're reading stories and the kids are engaging and listening to the words and looking at the page while you're reading, mm -hmm. but Fern would sort of disengage and couldn't really focus. And we realized, and then she would start to tell us, she, I can't hear you, but we realized that we were whispering. And so then my husband and I were starting to like do little tests where we would sort of whisper into her ear or we, you know, or we would go like this and, and see if she, you know, and see yeah, if she could hear, hear if she wasn't looking at us. And I, I do remember the first time we sort of did the whisper test and we were like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we, we, it was like so clear that some that she wasn't hearing us at that sort of lower frequency. Yeah. And then um, like, did you notice anything with her speech and stuff too? kind of improving with some of those like softer sounds like S and T are really quiet? Totally. Yeah. And also the the speech language pathology helped a lot. Right. Yeah. So yeah. They both Fern and Winter both did it together. And it was, yeah, it was pretty dramatic, actually, like some of the, yeah, just the way that she was speaking. We notice also when she has her hearing aids out, less so now, but um, that her speech would still change, just, mm -hmm. just sort of with the robot ears out. Yeah. Specific sounds and words, she would kind of revert back to how she used to say those words. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Are you guys still doing speech pathology or was that just a, for a little bit of time? Uh, no, I'm not still doing speech class. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they just did kind of one round of it and then. Yeah. And they well, that's good. She probably did. Any I have a lot of friends that I went to school with that are speech language pathologists. In oh, yeah. 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 yeah it was it was really helpful and it was good for us to go as well to get some tips and help little tips. Like I remember they had said to us that if Fern is saying 
something incorrectly instead of correcting her just repeating it back as if you're repeating back what someone's saying and just try to enunciate that right specific word and that was something that we weren't doing at all before so that was really helpful and I think we still do that actually yeah um, sometimes and we just sort of like say it back and enunciate or, or make the sound and, and say it louder so she's hearing it yeah mm-hmm. do you want to tell the story about when you were listening to your teacher accidentally <laughs> kind of a funny story yeah do you want to oh, tell yeah. <laughs> so when this um so she, my teacher has a speakerphone yeah and sometimes she leaves it on <laughs> and after school she left it on and when I was at after school care, I could hear her inside. <laughs> That's funny. Those things have a really long range. You can hear, it goes right to your hearing, uh, your hearing aids, right? Yeah. It's funny. And you said, when I picked Fern up, she didn't have her hearing aids in. And I was like, baby, where are your hearing aids? Why do you take them out? And she said, because I was listening to my teacher have a meeting with George's mom. <laughs> It was like parent-teacher interview week. <laughs> well, that's very good of you to take them out. <laughs> anyway, that, yeah, that happens. And we, ha- we pair her iPad to her hearing aids, yeah. which is great. Yeah, so super she cool. wants to just sort of have time alone. Yeah. You also told me something interesting yesterday about what, how it feels when you take your hearing aids out, when you don't have them in. Do you remember what you said? Oh uh, yeah. So when um when I take put my hearing aids in, it's nice and loud, so I can hear people. When I take them out, it's kind of nice and quiet because um I don't know. I just like quiet. Do you like when it's quiet sometimes? Yeah, that's okay. You're allowed to have a break. Do you wear them all day at school? Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes they die. Sometimes they die. Yeah. Got to put new batteries in. I guess they're not, re- they're probably battery, not rechargeable. They're char- rechargeable. Oh, they are rechargeable. Yeah. Okay. But our charger's a little bit finicky. Right. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't quite connect and, and yeah, they won't make it through the day. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can get that fixed. What about your favorite sounds, Fern? Do you have anything that you really like to listen to with your hearing aids on? No. No. What about, what about music? Do you like music? I like the one when it's like, I can find you in my head. Does that song go? I can find, like, I can find you in my head. What's, I don't know which that, what's, what's a country, I think it's kind of a country song. Okay. It's like a country singer that she likes. What's his name? His name's Ryland, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's got a favorite song. Also, you love Encanto, right? The music from Encanto. Oh, I haven't seen that that a lot. Yeah. Did you watch the movie Luca? Yes. Yeah. I just watched that with my nephew and he went as Luca for Halloween. (laughs) He had a very cool costume. <laughs> we just watched a show, an episodic uh, kids show. Oh, I think it's called El Defo. 
Have you heard of it? No, I haven't heard of that. It's about a little girl. It's a, it's a, uh, written by the person who had this experience of, of having hearing aids as a child. Okay. And then she sort of um, starts to develop like a superhero kind of quality. Oh, cool. But the, we watched the first episode and it was pretty interesting. Now we watched first, second, and third. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's kind of interesting to see it working its way into mainstream content. Like yeah. that's not the first one that we've seen. There's been others. And sometimes there's just a character that has hearing aids and it's not really pointed at, but it's there. And and this particular show is really sort of, yeah, celebrating it, I guess, or find okay. a way to like- nice. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Two of the girls I went to audiology school with had hearing loss. Yeah. And now they're working, helping people like you learn how to hear again. So that's pretty cool. They've come full circle. Mm -hmm. That's cool. What about you guys? Any questions for me? Do you have any questions for me, Fern, about your hearing loss or your hearing aids? No, no. I have a question. We've been talking a little bit about sign language and like just sort of learning it as a family. And, you know, Fern's hearing loss isn't severe enough that she would need that, but just Mm -hmm. to kind of engage a little more. Sometimes when my ears are plugged. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes when they're really plugged or, you know, or sometimes like if we're in a place like at the pool where she doesn't have them in. Yeah the sound in there and all the shh, just, it's really very tricky for Fern to hear in those kind of environments. Um, And not that we would, you know, we would find a way to adapt and Fern's like super adaptable and has, you know, and figured out how to, from, you know, birth to age four to totally, you know, thrive and get by with, with her hearing loss before we knew what was happening. And so, you know, we don't worry about her when she doesn't have, when her hearing aids are, didn't charge overnight or something, she has to go to school without them. She's totally great. But we were just talking about as a family, like learning sign language, but also just kind of as a way to engage with the community a little bit mm-hmm. and for her to just sort of feel like a part of something. And so my question is just what you think about that and whether that's something that people like us have done and yeah. it's a good idea. It's a great idea. When I was in audiology school, like I always wish that, I mean, I don't have hearing loss and my dad has hearing loss, but it's like a, you know, he's 65. So it's not uncommon for him to have hearing loss. But I always, when I went to school, had wished that I had learned ASL and we had interpreters in our class because of the students in my class that had hearing loss. They were both fluent in ASL. And so we had sign language interpreters in our class every day. And it was just like such a cool added thing for them to have. And they were both like verbal and they were hearing aids and could also speak in ASL. And it was just like this cool thing that they had together. And I feel like there's a whole community around it. And Mm -hmm. the concept of like a lot of people with hearing loss now go to mainstream school. We don't really have like, deaf the capital d schools Mm -hmm. anymore right i think it's nice to like keep that aspect of asl like alive and there's so many classes that you can do like part-time or on the weekend yeah Mm -hmm. i think it's a great idea and like fern do you know anyone else with hearing aids 
My grandpa. Has Your grandpa? But no one, do you know anyone else your age that has hearing aids? Yeah. No? Yeah. So it's a great, you know, it's fun to meet other people with, with hearing aids that Me are your my age. grandpa are the only people that have hearing, hearing loss in my family. Okay. Well, I know lots of people your age that have, that have hearing aids too. You don't know them, but learning ASL is like an opportunity to meet other people. Yeah. Like, you know, so she doesn't feel like she's the only one <laughs> with her grandpa. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should do that. Hey, Fern, we should learn sign language as a family. It'd be kind of a cool. Kind of cool. You'd learn language you'd to learn. learn. Know a whole other language. Yeah. I can only do my name. <laughs> it's Becca. Can you do it again? Becca? Yeah. I think this is E and then C, C, and then A. Isn't that cool? We should definitely learn. Yeah, it's really cool. You can learn the whole alphabet and then you can start to learn words. Yeah. I think we will. I think we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun to sort of, yeah, to be connected to that community a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Any other questions for me, Fern or Leah? You had your hand, you had your hand up. Oh, yeah, you you had you had your hand. Did you have your hand up? What were you wanting to say? Hi. Oh no. <laughs> what was it that you wanted to say? About grandpa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much, Fern. Thanks for doing this this morning. I hope you enjoy. What are you going to do for the rest of the day? Any plans? Yeah, we do have plans. What are we doing? We're going to the gem and mineral show. Oh. Cool. Yeah. It's like a, like rocks and gems. Yeah. Crystals. Where's that? It's at the Peony Forum. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's like an can expo. Is that the museum? No, it's at the Peony. Like, can we it's go like to an me? expo for mommy, can we go to crystals and but rocks and stones and stuff. Yeah, sure. We can do that another day. No, okay. <laughs> Even this girl wants to go. Okay. We'll talk about it. Today. <laughs> well, can thanks we? so much. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe or leave us a review. You can also register for our Partnership in Hearing community website using the link in the description below.